We learned earlier on in this parak an argument as to when exactly the Nazir should shave his hair during the Tiglacha Satara, the process which he would go through at the end of his Naziras, in order to end his Naziras, where he would bring Karbonis and shave his hair, as we have learned throughout the past few Mishnais. And although there was a discussion as to when ideally the Nazir should shave his hair, after one carbon, after all of the carbonites, which carbon? But according to everybody, Budi Eved, if he did it, if he did shave his hair after even one, and any one of the carbonites was offered, then that is a valid Tiglachas, and his Naziris would indeed be ended, of course, once he brings all of the carbonites, but the shaving can be done after any one of the carbonites has been offered up. Now, the mission at the beginning of Masechus Zvochim teaches that if a carbon is offered up, and the person who was offering it up at certain stages of the offering of the carbon had an intention which would invalidate the carbon. For example, he intended to bring this carbon for the sake of a different carbon. Let's say he was bringing a carbon chatos, but he had the intention that he was bringing a carbon oila. So regarding all of the carbonites, the carbon is nevertheless valid. And if, let's say, they're in the middle of the process, they can carry on bring, doing the rest of the processes of the carbon, since the carbon is still valid. However, if it is a carbon which is an obligation upon the person bringing it, then he cannot fulfill his obligation via such an animal. It's true that the carbon is valid, but we view it now as a voluntary carbon. It does not suffice for one to fulfill their obligation. Now there is one carbon, a carbon chatos, where if a carbon chatos is brought with the wrong intention, at a particular point even, so then even the carbon itself becomes invalid. We don't even view it as continuing as a voluntary carbon. There's no such thing as a voluntary carbon chatos. So that carbon becomes invalid, and if they're in, min- in the middle of the process, then they'll have to stop the process and burn that carbon. Be as it may, says the Mishnah, If a Nazir shaved relying on a carbon which was bought already, so one of the carbons was bought, so that allows him to shave his hair, it's a puzzle, but then it emerges that that carbon which was bought is actually invalid. If that's the case, so it's as if he shaved before bringing any of the carbonos to the Glafta Pasula. His shaving and the process of ending the Naziris is invalid. And even if he then goes and brings the other two carbonos now, his carbonos will not count for him. And the truth is, not only that, but he'll now have to wait another 30 days before being able to do the Teglachas again. Because the shaving has to be done after the hair has grown for at least 30 days. As we have learned previously in the Maserta. So he really needs to be a for another 30 days, so we can't bring the carbonos now. He can no longer end his Naziris now, he has to wait another 30 days. Continues the mission. If he shaved his hair relying on the carbon chatos which was brought, but which was brought with the wrong intentions. And since the carbon chatos, the entire carbon is invalid, so now certainly again, the shaving is not going to be valid. And then he brought the other carbonos with the right intentions. Says the mission his shaving is invalid, and his carbonos do not count for him at all, since he's now still a nozer and has to be a nozer for another 30 days. If he shaved his hair relying on a carbon oil or a carbon on the carbon shalomim, which was offered not with the right intentions. So in this case, the carbon itself is valid, just that it, we look at it like a voluntary carbon. It's not enough to fulfill the Nazir's obligation of bringing a carbon. And then he brought his other carbonates with the right intentions. Even in this case, his shaving and the process to end the Naziris is invalid. And his carbonates which he brings, even the ones which were brought with the correct intentions, they do not count for him since they were brought after he had shaved and now he has to be a Nazir again for a longer time. So he's no longer fit to end his Naziris now. Alright, Rabbi Shimon says in the last two cases, 
where he shaved after the carbon oil was brought, or where he shaved after the carbon shalomim was brought, since the carbon itself is valid, unlike a carbon chatos, when it comes to oil and shalomim, the carbon is valid. It's just that it won't work to fulfill the Nazar's obligation of bringing that carbon. So, that carbon itself certainly does not count for his obligation because it wasn't done with the right intentions. However, since the carbon itself was valid, the other carbons which he brings do count for him. And his shaving is considered a valid shaving. And he won't need to be a Nazir for another 30 days. That's really the reason why the other two carbonists count for him. Because he can end his Naziris now. Alright, and ends off the Mishnah with something which everybody agrees to. If the Nazir shaved his hair after bringing all three of the carbonists, and it emerges that only one of the carbonists was a valid one, his shaving is valid, and then he just needs to bring the other two carbonists. Because at the end of the day, he did shave after he had bought one carbon. A couple of Mishnahis ago in Mishnah Tess, there was a machloikas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon as to how much of the carbon's process has to be completed in order to make the Nazareth's shaving of his hair valid. And according to the Tanakama, only once the entire process of a particular carbon has been completed would the Nazir be able to shave his hair and that shaving would be considered to be valid. Now, that is the opinion of Rebeliezer, although the Mishnah didn't say so over there. Rebeliezer holds like the Tanakama in that Mishnah. We also know from the third parak of the Maserta that according to Rebeliezer, if somebody becomes Tomei after he has completed the days of his Naziris, so let's say a regular Nazir, if he became Tomei on the 31st day, According to Rebeliezer, even Midrabonon, he does not uproot any of the Naziris, he just needs to wait a week until he is Tahar again, and then he can bring his Karbonus and end his Naziris. That is unlike the Chachom over there, who are of the opinion that he uproots 30 days. Albeit Midrabonon, but Rebeliezer holds that after a week he can already bring his Karbonus. Says the Mishnah. Mishnah is like, if somebody who is a Nazir and the blood of one of the Karbonus had been thrown onto the Mizbeach for him, so only one part of the process of bringing that carbon had been done. So according to Eliezer, he is st- still not able to shave his hair. And it's not considered to be that he's completed the process to the extent that it needs to be done. The Nitma then he became Tomei. Rebeliezer says, Sosaris hakol, which we need to be very careful when we translate it. It should not be translated in the same way as in Peret Gimel, where Sosaris hakol would mean that he uproots his entire Naziris and has to start again. In this case, Sosaris hakol means that he cancels out and uproots all of the, car- of the carbon. All of the process which has been done with the carbon, because according to Rebeliezer, now that he has Tomei, he needs to wait a week. And then I'll have to bring the Corbonus again, which means that the animal which he started to bring, that becomes invalid. So that's what Rebeliezer means when he says so so sakol. It's very important to understand that because Rebeliezer is of the opinion that if he becomes Tomei after the days of the Naziris are over, he does not uproot the entire Naziris. So it must be that Rebeliezer over here means that you uproot the Corbonus. And you'll just have to bring a different carbon, a new one, after a week once he has gone through the purification process. But the Chachom say that that carbon itself is valid. Because the Chachom hold like Rabbi Shimon in Mishnah Tess, that as soon as even one part of the process of bringing that carbon has been done, the Nazir is already able to shave, it's considered that the main part of the process has been done, and that carbon is indeed valid. So according to the Chachomim, Yovishai Karbonais of Yitar, which we are translating to mean he should bring only the rest of his Karbonais once he becomes Tahar. So again, he should wait a week. Once he is pure, he should bring the other two korbanos, but the first one is still valid. And Omulo the Chachom said to Rebeliezer, we have a proof, because Maisim Amir Matar Modis, 
There is a story which happened with a woman known as Miriam, who came from a city called Tarmoid. One of the carbonates, the blood of that carbon, was thrown on the Mizbeach for her. And people came and told her that her daughter was in danger and she was about to die. And this woman left quickly and she went and found her daughter dead. And she became Tome from her daughter. That's exactly the same case as we have in our Mishnah, where she became Tome after one of the bloods was thrown onto the Mizbeach. And the Chachom said, What is the rule? That she should bring the rest of her carbonis only, and then once she is pure, and she does not need to bring that first carbon again. So we see, like, the opinion of the Chachomim. The subject of this perek is the prohibition for the Nazar to become Tommy from a dead body. And this perek very much goes into details of Tuma and Tara, how one can become Tome. And before going into the details of the Tuma itself, the Mishnah introduces by comparing a Nazar to a Kohen Godot. As well as a Nazi not being able to become Tomei, there is another type of person who is forbidden to become Tomei from a dead body. And that is both a Kohen Godol and a Kohen Hedyat, a regular Kohen. That having been said, a regular Kohen who is not a Kohen Godol is permitted to become Tomei in order to bury his seven closest relatives. His father, mother, brother, sister, son, daughter or wife. And because of that, the holiness and, by extension, the prohibition for a Nazar to become Tomei is considered larger than for a regular Kohen to become Tomei. The question is, what about a Kohen Godol? If we compare a Kohen Godol and a Nazar to each other, so both of them, Kohen Godol and Nazar, they are both forbidden to become Tomei from their relatives even, and they both have one exception where they should become Tomei, and that is they are both obligated to become Tomei in order to bury a Mis Mitzvah. A Mis Mitzvah refers to a dead body which is found somewhere and there's no one else to bury it. So it's a Mitzvah upon anybody who finds it to bury it. And if there's nobody else around other than the Nazir or the Kohen Godol, then they will be obligated to bury that Mis Mitzvah and to become Tomei from it. Now what happens if a Nazir and a Kohen Godol were walking on the, on the road together and they were the only people around, and they found a Mes Mitzvah? Which one of them should become Tomei in order to bury that dead body? And the question is really, whose holiness and whose prohibition to become Tomei is considered to be greater? Rebbeleza says, The Kohen Gol should become Tomei in order to bury it, and the Nozer should not become Tomei. The Nozer should become Tomei, and the Kohen Gol should not become Tomei. Rebbeleza said to the Chachomim, Let me explain myself. The Kohen should be the one who becomes Tomei, because his holiness is considered on a lower level. Proof being, he doesn't need to bring a carbon if he becomes Tomei. So you see that if the Nozer becomes Tomei, it's considered more severe than if the Kohen becomes Tomei. The Nozer should not be the one who becomes Tomei, she may be Kohen al-Tomasai. Because he would need to bring a carbon if he becomes Tomei. Omulod Racham said to Rabbi Yezer, we have an opposite reasoning. Yitama Nazir, the Nazir should be the one who becomes Tomei, because his holiness is not considered to be a sanctity which is eternal and lasts forever for him and his, all his descendants for his entire life. It could be that he became a Nazir only for 30 days. So you can't compare that to the holiness and sanctity of a Koyen, who himself is considered to be more sanctified and holy from his very being. The Koyen shouldn't become Tomei, because his sanctity is an eternal sanctity which lasts forever. 
So those are two opposite reasonings for whose holiness is considered to be on a greater level and whose prohibition to become Tomei is considered to be more severe. Mishnah Base. Now we go into more the details of how one becomes Tomei. And although it's forbidden for a Nozer to become Tomei from anything which comes from a dead body, the law that it uproots the entire Nazirus and he has to start again and he has to bring Karbanais, etc., that only applies to Tumor which comes directly from the dead body. And really, that's what the Mishnah's comes to tell us. On the following Tumais, a Nozer would have to shave and bring the Karbanais and go through the whole process of the Tiglachas if he derives his Tumor from the following sources. Firstly, al if it comes directly from a dead body, and the Gemara explains that we're talking about a dead body which actually has less than a, the size of an olive of flesh, because that's really the, the next one on the list. So this thing on the list is referring to really a skeleton without any flesh on it, but the majority of the skeleton, either the majority of the skeleton in terms of its size, or the majority of the bones which make up the skeleton, even if that only reaches less than half of the actual skeleton. The point is, if it is the majority of the skeleton, then it is considered to be a tumor which would require the nozir to go through the tiglach as a tumor. While kazayas minames, or if he becomes Tomei from the size of an olive of flesh of a dead body, Valkazai's Netzel, or the size of an olive of Netzel, which refers to the liquid which oozes out of a dead body as it is decaying, sort of that decay which can become liquidy, that is what we're referring to by Netzel, Valmelisarid Rokov, a spoonful which holds two handfuls worth of the actual decay of the dead body, the stuff which turns into dust, it's not a liquid, but it's the decay which comes from a dead body. Our Shidra, if it becomes Tommy from the spine of a dead body, as long as its spine is full, well, like Golgolias, or the skull of a dead body, even if it hasn't got any flesh attached to it. Well, even when I'm ace, if it is a full limb of a dead body. Well, even or if it's a limb which came from somebody who is still alive, that even if the limb is less than the size of a kazayas, the size of an olive, it has enough flesh attached to it such that if you were to reattach it to the body, it would end up regrowing and becoming part of the body again and returning to its original function of that limb. If it becomes Tomei from half a kav, which is a volume measurement of atzomais, of bones. If it becomes Tomei from half a loig, that's a liquid measurement of blood. Now, the truth is, in order for one to become Tomei, it's enough that he has contact with a quarter of a kav of bones, or a quarter of a kav of blood. However, there is a halachal Moshe Mishinai, there's a tra- tradition going back to Moshe of Marsinai, that a Nozir only has to go through Tiglach Zatuma if he becomes Tomei from half a calf of bones or half a loig of dam, of blood. So in all the cases we mentioned above, how exactly does one become Tomei from these things? Al-Magon, if he touches them, Val-Masa'on, if he lifts them up, Val-Aholon, or if he becomes Tomei from Tumasa Oihel. Tumasa Oihel refers to somebody who becomes Tomei either from being under the same roof as that dead body, or the part of the dead body, or if he is on top, so he sort of becomes the roof of the dead body, or if the dead body is on top of him, so the dead body is his roof, as it were. So Tumasa Oihel refers to Tumor which one receives as a result of a roof. So again, we've got Tumas Mago, which is if you touch it. Tumas Masa, if you lift it up, even without touching it. And Tumas Oihel, which is via a roof. All right, and there is one more type of Tumas Val Etzim Kasa If he becomes Tommy from a bone, which is the size of a barley grain. So that'll be the same thing, just that there's no such thing as Tumas Oihel when it comes to 
a single bone which is the size of a barley. So only if it's on my goy if he touches it and becomes tome via tumas maga, or if he lifts it up and becomes tome via tumas masa. Alright, so all of the lists which you have had in this Mishnah al-Elu on these sources of Tumah, Hanazir Megaleach, the Nazir would be required to go through the process of Tiglach Satumah, so he would have to shave his hair. He would have to get the ashes of the Paraduma sprinkled upon him on the third and seventh day since he became Tomei. That is part of the purification process. And he would uproot all of the previous days of his Nazirah, so he would have to start again from the beginning. And he would not be able to begin his new count until he becomes fully pure and has bought his Korbanos and has really completed the whole process of the Tiglachas Hatumah.